Welcome to North Beats from North Beach. I'm your host, Corey Luna, and today I present to you Peaked number four, featuring Mark Letzner and Lachlan Fletcher. They came to me after episode three of Peaked and said, this is the venue that they want to have to present the work they were working on simultaneously. And it was my honor to have that opportunity to, for them to have a showcase for the work that they've, they've composed together. There's a great set, a duet as I would call it, but not necessarily that specifically. I just like to call it like that because it's, yeah, it's kind of fun. That is a really fun set. Um, it was a great little interview that they had. They had a lot to say about working together, working in different times, in different time frames. It was absolutely complicated and crazy to work with. I'm, I'm sure it was. But please listen to it. It is really fabulous to, to have them play at Peaked. And for some shout-outs before we start, before we get into this episode, every month here in the Bay Area, please come on out and check out the live shows that you can sit in and enjoy some excellent electronic music and even participate in some of these shows, starting with Resonant Frequencies on the first Sunday of every month over in Oakland at Soundwave. Excellent show. You can you just come on in, sign up if you want to play. And we'll get. They'll make sure to get you into play if you're a first comer. I've played it many times, so you're welcome to play before I am. Second Tuesday of every month is Resident in San Francisco, held at the Laundry Cafe on 26th Street. On the third Wednesday of every month is Peaked. We've got our ninth show coming up in December. On December 18th, we're going to feature. Nathan Moody and Sirnai. We're closing out the year of 2019 with this show. Please come on out and, and enjoy the show. It's going to be a, a huge event, and I'm really looking forward to featuring my friends. Nathan and, and, and Carolyn have been wonderful people. I've gotten to know very well over this past year, and they've been great people that have not only been supportive, but also have participated in my endeavors over this past year. As you know... If you've been listening to North Beats, Sirnai is on there as well already. And Nathan Moody will be coming up relatively soon, probably next year. You can always see more of Peaked on YouTube. Look up Supply Frame FM Peaked to see the video feed that we feature every month for our every episode that we do of Peaked. And of course, North Beats from North Beach could not exist without the influences of my peers. Data Cult Audio from A.M. Filipkowski in Arizona. Podger.
Mark Lesnar and Black Black Lynn Fletcher, everybody.
So guys, tell us a little bit about your set tonight. Tell us, uh, start off with, how did you two come together to start this project? Mark asked me to. <laughs> I, I, I walked in tonight and I thought it was quite poetic because the first time we played in an, uh, together was in an office. And then the first time we played just together, the two of us was also in an office, a different office. And it has culminated in, in tonight in a, in a third office <laughs> with people who mostly don't work here. Uh, but but Mark, uh, Mark and I connected in a community event called Resonant Frequencies, which I, I'm, I'm sure a lot of performers at this event participate in and uh, connected. And uh, Mark was kind enough to, to ask if, if we wanted to play together. We jammed a couple times and, and things came together well enough that we were, we wanted to pursue a couple ideas through to something that, things that looked like real pieces. And that's what, we, that's what we're playing tonight. Um, I guess I'll add to that. Um, the first time I heard Lachlan, he plays very different kind of music than I normally play. Um, but when we got around to hanging out and talking, I realized that we approached music in a pretty similar way with a lot of thought, <laughs> which is why I asked him to come play. <laughs> you didn't finish that thought. The first time Mark saw me play, he did not like it. <laughs> he did not like it. <laughs> I was like, what is this guy? I don't know. <laughs> It's a lot about context, um, which is what we are. Which is it's a fair criticism. It's, <laughs> it's fine. No, it's not. And tell us a little bit about how you did your setup tonight, how you are playing from here into each other. Uh, so um, first off, the piece was called 13 Chairs. Um, and if any of you were counting it out, uh, the fundamental pulse of the whole thing is in 1316 which is not a trivial meter, meter to play. <laughs> um, and so I guess um, tonight, uh, well, in that piece, um, I'm sending Lachlan a clear pulse because the, in order for everything to stay synced metrically, they, we have to actually have synchronization between them. So in this piece, there's just metrical sync. Um, but what's going on a lot is um, playing off between each other. So. Um, metrically, it's a very complex piece. There's a uh, fine pulse of 13. Lachlan's playing something in 20. Um, I play sections in 6, 8, 4, 4, 10, 16, and 11. <laughs> um, and those are all polymetric against the 13, which is why I was probably standing there looking like I was going to scream, <laughs> trying to count it all out. Um, so it's, it's complex. Um, so you're really calculating and you're really timing yourself with every beat. So it depends on the section. So there's a, a great section where we're playing off each other. Lachlan has created a melody, and then I'm playing rhythmically against that melody that he's created on the fly. Um, both of our work has a lot of improvisational elements to them. This is not a through-composed piece. I mean, um, you know, there is a my half of the score. It's a bunch of notes. <laughs> um, there are sections at the end which are all metrically worked out in horrendous detail, um, but... Uh, yeah, so here the playing off between each other is, is about meter between the two parts. Add to that? Uh, if you've ever tried to play polyrhythms, it's like trying to uh, complete two different sentences at the same time. It's like incredibly challenging what Mark did in this piece, um, which I, like it's, it, Mark does all the hard work. Like I, I'm mostly leaning on electronics. Um, but yeah, in terms of like what the interplay is, I think that there is a lot of trying to get to the next difficult rhythmic phrase and trying to figure out, we, we spend a lot of time trying to figure out how to signal those things to each other without necessarily having something super, super structured. And is there a particular f uh, element of idea that you have be between the two of you for this set? I, I would also, I, the, yes, I, so the, the two pieces that we did the first piece was definitely, I would say, I hope it's fair to say, more in Mark's bailiwick than mine. The second piece is going to be sound like something more typically that I would perform. And we each tried to figure out something that was material that, to contribute to each other, uh, like our main compositional practices that would make it significantly different. So the piece that we're going to perform that is the, the next piece, which sounds more like my typical work, it doesn't actually sound like my typical work, at least not to my ear. Um, and, and this piece, I don't think sounds uh, a lot like what Mark would release on his own. I, I, that was kind of, I, I think, the, the primary idea that we are pursuing with, with playing these two pieces. And so it's quite nice to be able to play them back to back. Um, 
I would say, you know, a lot of my work is it always generally has a very strong rhythmic component, rarely something as complex and insane as that. Um, what I like about both pieces, and I don't know if you could, I mean, to me, is that this one's very rhythmic, but there's a sense, especially in the middle, before that big drop and the, the break, um, when the piece begins to feel like a texture and not a rhythm. Um, there's the stuff, the tonal pieces that, that Lachlan has, there is this huge amount of rhythmic blather going on, but it reaches this height where it feels like a texture, which is a lot like Lachlan's piece, uh, Lachlan's work. And then I think you should listen for in the second piece, um, which is primarily text, uh, textural, right? There's this sort of um, body of sound, but then listen underlying it where there are parts that are coming out rhythmic, where I'm, where I'm pulling in rhythmic part. So I like that we played off each other's strengths, but I, I think I'd have to say a lot that both pieces are, I mean, um, they really are something new for both of us. <laughs> neither, neither, neither one is like, oh yeah, that's a Lachlan piece, I mean, it's, you know, or that's a Mark piece. So what I'm hearing a lot is instead of the music playing, it's rather a journey of where you're taking us through this journey of music. We're, we're trying to keep it together for roughly 15 minutes. <laughs> we like have a, we have a, we have a, there's a pretty clear arc, but, but I, Mark mentioned we're both improvisers primarily. And like I, when I perform, I will have milestones, but I don't really have a, a super specific idea of what is supposed to be happening moment to moment. Um, and uh, uh, normally uh, uh, that means that I'm listening to myself very, very intently and listening to what's happening in the room very intently. And the, what the experience of working with Mark is different is because I'm listening to him specifically, I'm watching him specifically. And so it's almost like giving up control over my own sound to a degree uh, and kind of like giving it to him so that he can react to it so that I can react to him in kind. It's, a, it's like a very different uh, cognitive experience trying to interact with the piece in that way. So is it like just trying to keep it together? It, we know where we're going, but also because we're both improvising, there is a lot of tension there. And I think that's one of the most rewarding things about the, co the compositions that we're playing, in my opinion. Sorry, go ahead. No, I didn't have any, go. I was curious about the common ground that you two have with each other of, of over the conversations you've had that make you, made you realize that you were, were destined to collaborate. <laughs> Opinionated nerds is what Lachlan said. Um, <laughs> No, I mean, I think the thing that we both thought of is that we both come at music that despite our sets and our work being primarily improvisatory, we both feel very, um, I think we both feel very strongly about there being an intentional arc to what you do. Um, I think we both like the idea of theater a lot and we like the, we like the arc of a piece and we, we both, when we were talking before we started playing together or deciding to do this, that we both, we, we, we like there to be a clear reason and direction, even if individual notes haven't been all prescribed. They don't need to be, but for us, the arc there. Um, musically, we're also, um, we're both, uh, we both are very careful listeners. Um, there's a lot of times we'd be in the studio working and I'd be like, can you turn the filter on that up just a little bit? And then, you know, he would say like, you know, you know I, think, I think if you, you know, play that a little louder, a little softer, you know, be very, very careful balance. It's, it's a little, you know, um, we probably obsess about it more than actually comes through, but it's how we both think. I, I think like that is the difference between being an improviser, especially a solo improviser, and playing with other people. Like that, that ear training is when you're playing on your own as an improviser, you're listening to yourself in that way, and you're able to make those adjustments on the fly. So learning to do that with somebody else is, or doing that with somebody else is, you're applying those skills, but the result is very, very different, and it feels very different to try to communicate those things. Excellent. Well, thank you very much, because I, I love the idea of this whole energy going from one to the other, and you're, and you're reflecting it off of each other. I think it's really fantastic. In, in the next piece, that's much more explicit, as there's actually one of the wires here has the stuff I'm playing is being sent to Lachlan for processing. So there's a very direct audio interconnection between us that the other piece is just us playing together. This is has a lot of that. Uh, the next piece is called Drone Beat for lack of a better name. Yeah. <laughs> and before we get into that, we're going to take a short break, about two minutes, and then we'll be back on. And we are back with Mark Letzner and Lachlan Fletcher with Drone Beat.
Mark Lechner and Lachlan Fletcher, everybody. What a great performance. Thank you so much, guys. And not that everybody knows this, but actually, two months ago, they came out to the show for peak number two. And after the show, they came up to me and said, hey, man, we've got this great duo we're doing, and we'd like to perform it here. So this is, from what I understand, might be the first time you guys performed it outside of offices, oh, yeah. even though it's in an office. No, this is the premiere. Uh, yeah, absolutely. This is the premiere. Um, this is, uh, I think, something that intrigued both Lachlan and I. Both of us play, when we play out, a lot of our other stuff is, you know, I kind of have my stuff, I kind of have my basic idea, I practice a little bit before, and then I go to a, like an open mic, and I play for 20 minutes, you know. Um, these pieces started in April, I think? I think it's April. Um, and um, so these are pieces that we've worked on, you know, sort of, extensively and um, wanted to get into a spot where there was a very particular, uh, I think that we wanted them to be uh, more complete and more thought out than most others. And um, this is the premiere and this is at the point, uh, we, we came together uh, about last week was about the spot where we both kind of felt, yep, like they're there, like they're finally there. They've been in roughly this form for about a month and a half. They were pretty varied earlier on. And then um, there were about two tweaks we both did over the last week, <laughs> which we both played for each other this like four hours or an hour or two before you all showed up. <laughs> but yeah, so no, this is the premiere. Um, yay. We are taking more bookings in offices. <laughs> Hit us up, we're very professional. Uh, and also thank you so much for doing this. This is a really special place to come, to have the chance to talk about what we're playing, but also come do something like this together was, was fantastic. So thank you so much for letting us harass you into doing this. And Rich, thank you so much for making this whole thing happen. So give us a little rundown of what was going on tonight. Okay, so in this piece, um, uh, we both have, uh, well, first off, I think fundamentally, right, my my coming to this piece was thinking about how do I play something rhythmic or things with rhythmic, because that's what I kind of do, but do them in a way that becomes textural, dronal, is dronal a word? Um, you know, that becomes part of this sound mass, which is the thing Lachlan is, does so well. And um, so we did a number of things. Um, one is I'm, also, another thing that I think is actually important is that Lachlan plays, obviously, a bunch of modular synths, and his tones are very much of the electric oscillator basis. And almost everything I played is sampled. And I really like playing sampled industrial sounds. If you hear my other sets, you'll hear things like blacksmiths and, and market peoples and a chicken, and I have all this kind of crazy stuff. And so that was another interesting challenge. So in my parts, I have really only three sounds going. Um, one is that clock tick. Um, and one is this sound, which is actually a recording of electric interference, which is, uh, well, I guess it's down at the moment, doesn't matter, I don't know what happened to it. Oh, it's me, uh, this thing. Oh, it's, forget it, don't worry about it. Um, uh, you heard it. Um, and then I have the taiko drums. Um, but what's happening is uh, all that sound, in addition to you hearing it, is being bussed over to Lachlan, and it's controlling and interfering, which he can go into in more in a moment, what he does. But there's a section in the middle of the piece where I pull out all my volume and everything you hear is not that, so I'm, I, you might have seen me playing, but you're not hearing what I'm playing. And what I'm doing, and this is interestingly hard for me as a performer who plays beats and notes and things, I have to play his drone because my tones, which I can't hear and you can't hear, are affecting his drones. And so that's a, it's a really intric intricate process of being in the texture. Yes, great. Let's talk about amplitude modulation, everybody. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know if I have anything quite so pithy to say. Uh, uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, notes that are related to each other in uh, uh, minute ways, and they kind of uh, uh, interfere with one another uh, to create, hopefully to create uh, rhythms that you hear underneath happening in stereo space as well. Um, and so when Mark is sending me uh, uh, material that has pitch, like has actual pitch to it, it's interacting with those interference patterns the same way that internally 
the interference patterns are happening. And so, so in the middle section of the piece where things got really nasty for a little bit and it was fantastic, that was as a result of everything in, in the modular system is very, very pure. It's, it's, it's uh, waveforms that are kind of mathematically exact. And any distortion I want to apply, I have to do that out manually and I do so in a very intentional way. But because Mark is playing a sample-based instrument that is a recording of something that is, what, that was electromechanical interference, right? Right, that we, we did a little bit of sound design too. Yeah. And so that's coming in, and it's not only the frequency that's interfering uh, like it would be in the waveforms that are generated within the modular, but it's also all of the other nasty things that are associated with that, which creates some interesting artifacts, which was um, hopefully the uh, uh, basis of, of that section of the piece. Um, I will point out there's one other section of the piece where I'm, where I'm drumming, and so an interesting thing which Lachlan's work always pulls out is when you hear interference patterns between, uh, beat patterns between tones that are close but not perfectly aligned, you hear this throbbing, right? Well, those throbbing patterns turn out to be exactly the same as polyrhythm patterns. Um, it, they're mathematically the same exact phenomena. And so during that piece, because I never know what his patterns are gonna do, I'm listening to his patterns and I'm playing the beat patterns polyrhythmically on the taiko drums, or at least trying desperately to follow them as he speeds them up and slows them down. So there's an interesting pairing off between taking beats, what we call beating between tones, and turning them into beats as in beats of drums, which I think is a nice part of the piece. <laughs> that's really fascinating to hear about. <laughs> what? No, that's really great, because I wasn't sure exactly what was going on. I know that you guys were, I know that you were sending a signal over to Lachlan's set, but the way that you were playing it, right. even though you're playing to his set and then you're playing from his set in the cyclical sense. Right. Back and forth. Yeah. That was really fantastic. <laughs> uh, guys, are there any, any other com comments you have on your sets? Because I'd like to ask a couple, uh, allow the audience to have some questions. Right. Right. Does anyone have any questions for the set tonight? So to reiterate the question is, are there any visuals to your set? Uh, th there aren't. I don't think either Lachlan or I do visuals. I, I'm, I'm terrified to fall down that pit. <laughs> like you'll never see me again. Um, yeah. yeah. I, I think in terms of like, uh, uh, when we, both of us perform with a set of visual artists fre uh, frequently who are amazing, but they mostly do abstract work. And uh, uh, even those who do incorporate things that are like representational, it's often not very narratively driven. And I think that, uh, uh, I know personally for me, I often don't have like a part of the work that is like textual, that is like trying to say anything specific. Um, and so in that sense, there isn't a necessarily a narrative or an image that I would connect with it. Um, but one of the interesting effects of this piece with Mark adding uh, uh, some of the more percussive elements is that I, I think it becomes a lot more cinematic then usually it's uh, quite abstract, right? And, and um, so I, I totally understand uh, uh, landing on that, or like, you know, why it would evoke that. I, I just don't know that I'm a very uh, visually complex person. I don't know if I could articulate like a compelling vision to accompany the music. I mean, it, it does, I think, evoke a sort of haunting and dark sensibility, but I, I maybe this is inside. I, it, it, for me, this piece in particular doesn't like actually just fall down the dark hole at all um, entirely. It may skirt around that edge. Um, I really like the section at the end, uh, near the end, where there, it's just that tick, and then the tick is hyper reverberated and echoed. And to me, believe it or not, that's sort of almost a little bit uplifting. Like that tick holds the whole thing from falling down some dark hole. Um, not that there's a real story attached to it, but I think there is balance to it. So I will say that. It's certainly on the darker side, but I think it's balanced. Do you have any other questions? Yes. Sir, over here. How much, like the last time you played this, was this time you played this? Pretty close. Yeah. Like, uh, um, intentionally, this is probably more simple than if I was just playing it on its own. And so I kind of know there's only two pitches that I'm generating here and kind of like a half of a third one. So it's pretty easy to control. I, I had, earlier when we were developing this piece, I had 
more complicated systems developed, but I just couldn't hear what was happening, and I realized it needed to be simpler so I could hear what was happening over Mark, and I think in, in simplifying it, uh, we were able to, or I was able to perform in a more consistent way. So I wouldn't say it was the exact same, like moment to moment, things are generally different, but like if we played it for you, I think you would, you would like identify it as at least being in the same ballpark for sure. I, yeah. Uh, yeah, actually this piece more so than the previous one, um, at least my parts are very, very relatively fixed. I mean, I have a particular melody I'm playing, I have a particular, you know, like I know exactly what, what scale I'm in and what notes I'm playing and it's the same every time. <laughs> Mark is very good at communicating to me what he's going to be doing in any given moment, and I'm kind of like, yeah, okay. <laughs> and it, I, I, I have nothing for him. He just does a very good job keeping us on track. Um, the drumming part in this one is the same style, but that's all completely ad-libbed to what he's doing at that moment. So that part is different every time. Um, the structure is pretty, like, like it's all written out, <laughs> the structure. I don't know. We actually hope to do a studio recording of these two pieces and release them at some point. So um, you'll get to answer that question yourself. <laughs> we have another question over here. Thank you for sharing this with us. Uh, um, you had mentioned twice that your pads were Tycho and yeah. you're playing barefoot. Is there a story you could tell about that? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, I, I wish there were a great story. There, there isn't a tremendous story there. Um, I did study electronic music. Uh, 35 years ago, before there was MIDI, um, a long time ago. And, um, and then I, I ended up doing electronic music as part of my work in Silicon Valley, which meant that I came home and I didn't want to turn my electronic instruments on. So it was this weird debacle. I had all this money and I could buy synthesizers and I didn't want to play them. So I studied conga drums. <laughs> um, I always wanted to play taiko, but I didn't have access to one back in the, in the 80s and 90s. So I never learned to play them on the drums. But I played conga, so I, I like this. Um, when I got this instrument, it has this amazing uh, taiko set on it, and I just love it, and I've used it now in several pieces. Um, as for playing barefoot, um, I really need, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not jumping around and dancing up here, and you probably aren't seeing what my feet are doing, but I have to be able to move, and I have to be able to feel where, where my feet are. Um, and so I prefer to play barefoot if I can get away with it. And if I don't, I play in really soft shoes so that I can feel the, feel the ground. It's just about keeping rhythm and, and stat. I told you if you laid out a finger to count on. Oh, that's it, right. <laughs> <laughs> One, seven, nine. Yeah. Uh, do we have any more questions for the audience? Over here. To your, to your balanced, I would say grounded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It was a very it, the 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 whole the the t the higher tone totally held it in a way. I do have visualizations. Okay. It was it was a total it was a total tree root thing for me going this being the full moon and eclipse. Uh -huh. I said that yeah. into so right. it was a very rooted sound with that very grounded feeling. So thank you. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Excellent. <laughs> you have any other questions tonight? Um, no? Uh, Mark, Lachlan, do you have any other uh, ending comments tonight? Uh, well, first off, again, thanks again. This has been wonderful. This is the perfect venue for this kind of music, and we're so glad that it exists. So thank you guys for creating it. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> um, I've got a mailing list over there for my music and the projects and the collaborations that I do there. Um, so please sign up. That'd be great. It's really low volume. I won't spam you. Um, I also, I just got back from a tour of the East Coast, my first ever, which was fun. So I have some merch left over. So <laughs> there's cool merch, including uh, my last two albums, um, if you want to buy them there. So that's uh, all I have to say that. I have a bunch of stuff coming out over the next couple months. Probably something by the end of the week. Follow me on Instagram. Hey, it's on, it's on the sticker and the stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, it is. Thank you again very much, Mark Letzner and Lachlan Fletcher, very much for playing here tonight. Please, everybody, give them a nice electronic thank you. And everybody, thank you very much for coming out to Peak. This is our fourth show, and we'll have another show a month from now, third Wednesday of every month. Thank you very much. Good night. <laughs>